Hello everybody, my name is Ray Gomez. We are back for another episode. Uh, this is actually season three of our podcast. And obviously, you know, I am a serial entrepreneur, best-selling author, real estate investor. And the purpose of Virtual Sales Growth is to help you maximize on building that relationship, that communication skills, uh, and also create that strong mindset to help sales drive naturally. So to learn more about myself, you could go to com to learn more about me. But today, I have a very special guest. It is the most important topic, social media. So I'm going to uh, turn it over to Theo. Theo, introduce yourself to the group. Hello, everyone. I'm Theo Brancel, and I'm the host of Social Media Branded. I'm an entrepreneur, speaker, author, and social media expert. And I'm uh, really excited to do this uh, uh, podcast with you right today. Absolutely, because I think, you know, uh, social media uh, and, and sales kind of really go hand in hand. I mean, social media is the branding, the, the, the attraction, right, to bring the business. So uh, I want to start off uh, with you, Theo. Uh, I have a question about social media. Uh, why is social media important? Uh, to, to especially business owners? So social media is uh, extremely powerful in a number of ways. Uh, number one, it, I would say it's one of the most important or most powerful advertising tools that exist in the world. Uh, a lot of social media platforms, of course, allow you to advertise on their channels, but also many of them, for example, LinkedIn and Facebook, are partnered up with many other websites and also apps. So if you want to do advertising on, for example, Fox or CNN, you can mm -hmm. just go into LinkedIn advertising and then you can essentially advertise on the thousands of partners they have access to. Uh, so for example, it might be news channels, it might be blogs, it might be uh, any type of websites or even potentially apps if you uh, advertise apps or something like that. So Absolutely. that's really important when it comes to the paid advertising, mm -hmm. but it's also really powerful when it comes to the organic side of things, because uh, let's face it, not a lot of people want to spend money to advertise, which is kind of a, sh a shame, but uh, for those people, uh, you essentially, well, need to put out content, of course, right. which everyone does, and you need to also give value. Absolutely. But, that's kind of generic and that's what everyone says. So yeah. what I actually recommend to everyone is that you focus on the value over the volume. Uh, so there are a lot of people saying, well, you need to put out content, 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 but you need to be strategic with the content you put out. So Absolutely. it can't be just, oh, well, here's a picture of my food or, well, today I walked my dog. Uh, because if, if you're, kind of strategic and let's think a little bit of what you would like to do because that's what it all comes down to in general if you know what you want to do then you just learn a little bit about the features that all social media platforms uh, offers mm -hmm. and from that you can build a really powerful strategy for your own uh, for your own personal brand or even potentially your business absolutely absolutely okay so uh, Ray, I know you are in uh, sales and uh, of course selling is a massive part of social media and I would say that social media is a great way to generate leads for mm -hmm. business. 
but then it comes down to actually closing the leads and turning them into customers and then clients. Yeah. So how do you view uh, social media as a lead generator for businesses? Um, the way that I'm saying uh, with, you know, part of what I do is closing sales virtually, right? And it's a lot harder closing sales virtually than, than in person, right? I mean, at any given point, your computer could shut down or internet interruption. Uh, but I think when it pertains to social media, uh, it's about selling yourself on social media. Uh, I have a thing when I coach my students, my clients right now, I say, your social media is your resume. Like paper resume doesn't even exist anymore. Like social media is literally where you are. And, and when you go into recruiting, one of the first thing a recruiter do, because I'm a recruiter myself, is to go into all these different social media and see what are you posting on social media. Are you carrying yourself the right way, just like you're saying me live on this one-on-one Zoom? I mean, if, if you go on social media and you're the person who's always complaining about everything, then you're going to bring that atmosphere into the organization. And we don't want drama in organization. We want to come to work and perform. So I say social media is the first gateway to sell yourself, to, to, to give that good first impression. Because, you know, George Ross said it best. You only get one shot at good impression. To, to have someone to wanting to do a business, a partnership or something with you. So social media is li- literally the first way on selling yourself uh, on, on to get whatever you want, whether it's a business or a partnership. Definitely. And uh, then it comes back to, uh, well, you need to post things that are relevant to the people you want to talk Absolutely. to. Absolutely. You, you have to do it. And, and one thing I'll add on from there for me, I have multiple different businesses. So I have a page catered to that specific business. Um, you know, at, a, at the beginning, I was doing all on my personal page and it created a confusion. But now the strategy is I have a page for each different businesses. And then I post something different so people will know that, okay, today he's talking about credit repair. Today he's talking about branding. Today he's talking about coaching. So you're right. Strategy is definitely, definitely important. And you don't want to overload social media. No, definitely not. And right. that com- comes back to the rule of value over value, volume. Absolutely. So, uh, one of the so- reasons why you shouldn't focus on volume is people can get fatigued by you really quickly. Right. Let's go specific more into the, the volume. I want to talk about followers. Now, I know with uh, Instagram, uh, I'm not sure about Facebook, but I know Instagram, you could buy followers. And a lot of people uh, have this perception that the more followers I have, uh, the, I guess the more famous I become, right? Or, or make something go viral. So can you tell us a little bit about that value about followers? I mean, do you, do you agree that we should buy followers or should we build followers? So when it comes to followers, uh, something that a lot of people know is you, are, you can buy followers from third-party party sources. And a lot of them are boss, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I actually went in and looked at a lot of the prices for buying a follower. And uh, if you were to guess, right, 
uh, what would you say it costs to buy just one follower? Uh, I have no clue, honestly. A dollar, two dollars, three dollars, I don't know. You're the expert here, tell me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's quite shocking, but it's, if you want to buy one follower, it's 0 0.012 US dollars. Okay. So you can buy 24, you can buy 2,500 followers for like 40 bucks, or it's 55,000 followers for 40 bucks. So it's uh, if you have a really small following, uh, for mm. example, I only have a few hundred followers, but I don't care about followers. I care who's following me. Uh, so if you only have maybe a, let's say a thousand followers, yeah. you go in and you buy five thousand followers, and just overnight you grew your followers by what five hundred percent. Yep. A lot of people will see that, and what will happen is number one, people will judge you and say. Well, he's fake. He just buys followers. But number two, uh, if you actually want to post content and you wanted to get it out to people, uh, if you have bot followers, that means that those followers or quote-unquote bots mm -hmm. don't actually see your posts. Yeah. Then, for example, if you want to go in and then boost your content, which a lot of people will do, which yep. is not something I would recommend uh, in general, but if you boost your post, that means that it will go to the bots as well. So yeah. you're actually wasting money. Yeah. Uh, so one thing you can do on Facebook is you can buy likes. Mm. But the, a very powerful thing with Facebook is that, is that you can advertise directly to people that have uh, actually liked your page. Exactly. You, yeah. So if you buy 50,000 people that liked your page, that means that you will have to pay more when you actually advertise to those people. Yes. Yeah, I think, I think Facebook has a more target audience that you could also like, you know, especially if you're trying to boost your page, you can target, you know, the more of your connection to see who you want to bring in. I mean, I have experience, you know, when I first was starting and, you know, I was that person like, oh, I got to get more likes and stuff. And, and I did pay about $40 to get, I think about a couple hundred likes. Just like an experiment um, for the most part of it. Obviously, now I went back and deleted them. Uh, just kind of see like the reaction of it. And I tell you what, like um, on my personal page, I have very few followers now, but I'm more engaged with them compared to the ones that I have bought likes before uh, on Instagram to where I don't even know. And it's like when I post something and they are re responding with, um, some nasty comments and I'm like, who are you? Like, I don't even know who you are. So, so I don't, I don't buy likes anymore. Uh, I rather have that, that, that connection. Uh, I don't care how many falls I have as long as I have that connection. So, so you're right. I mean, it all depends about where you are right now. I, for me on a business standpoint, I think businesses should not buy followers or likes. I think you should be authentic uh, and, and just be you, just be you. So. Yeah. And to add upon that, uh, if you are a business, you should 100% not buy followers or likes. Yeah. But if you are a personal brand and you already have hundreds of thousands or possibly millions of followers, then something you could do to essentially inflate your value is buy a few followers to make it bigger. So mm -hmm. for example, if you have, let's say 100,000 followers, and real followers, legitimate right. followers. What you could do is you can go in and buy, for example, maybe 10,000 followers 
and each one uh, you get another 500 followers per day right which can be something that you could do if you are looking for sponsors or you're like looking for someone to uh, if you're looking to sell your account which is yeah. something it's also a market for but exactly. i would not say that you should buy followers because yeah <laughs> it's it's not smart because eventually someone will find out that you are buying followers yes 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 all right what's next what's for me what's questions for me so when it comes to selling products mm -hmm. and selling for within an organization uh, and especially if you have a sales team a massive challenge that i've seen is people have hard to make it or make their salespeople believe in the product that they're selling mm -hmm. and uh, i'm also speaking from personal experience here because when i work for a door-to-door -door sales uh, yeah. Sales business, I didn't quite believe in the product. So, what would you say is the best way for a business to help their sales team actually start believing in the product? Okay, so I, I started with door to door sales. Obviously, I've been with a company, Cutco Cutlery, for 12 years now, right? I've done residential, um, I've worked with businesses, now strictly working with businesses and branding. Um, I would say using the products, uh, whatever the products and services, uh, you, you use the products and services to get a better idea of it. Uh, also involve yourself with the sales experts that's, that's been there who, who specifically, like I'll give you a perfect example. Okay. When I was working with a technology company, uh, we had to memorize over 200 softwares like literally different softwares. We were a third party company. We sold Microsoft, Adobe, uh, you know, you just name all the software we had to do it. So one of the first thing that I had to do is I had to have, I had to learn the basic knowledge and then also using those products myself, just to have a basic idea, right? But I surrounded myself with the expert in each uh, software industry that I could connect with in a meeting and have them do the explanation on why the product is gonna be valuable for that organization. So I, surrounding yourself is just like having a coach, right? If you wanna be good at sales, have a sales coach. If you wanna be good at building a relationship, have a relationship coach. So it's all about surrounding yourself. But the number one thing is you gotta use the product and services yourself. Um, everything that I've done up to this point uh, I have tried it, I've used it, I've known the ups and downs of it, I know how to get over it. I would never sell or introduce something to someone if I have not done it myself, right? That is the, the biggest thing. I mean, uh, in, in most organizations, most of the salespeople don't use the product. That's the biggest thing. They don't, I mean, how are you gonna explain to someone if you don't use the products or services yourself. There's no credibility and, and it would show that you're literally reading from a script and or you're literally uh, just doing what someone told you to do. But I'm telling you, the minute you start using the products and services and you have value of it, right? You're gonna sell more. You know, I, I'll, I'll tell you one about my credit repair company. Uh, we have multiple different products, right? Uh, and obviously one of my biggest one is, you know, the, the um, telemedicine and the credit my rent, 
right? I mean, it's, it's cool that I could, if I'm not feeling well, I could just hop online on Zoom and see a doctor within, you know, less than an hour and not have to leave my house. And all I have to do is just go pick my prescription up, right? Uh, what about, you know, credit my rent, right? How many, like, when we buy house, we pay mortgages and those goes to the credit bureau saying that we're paying on time. But renters don't have that same capability, but many people don't know that they do. So for me, I promote, like if I know an investor or a real estate agent who have renters, I say, hey, do you want to build more value? Because I have a renter's credit that you could add on for a very small amount. It's actually less than a cup of coffee, by the way. It's only six bucks a month that you could literally report paying on time um, and, and help boost that credit. So uh, I use the product, so I know what I'm talking about. And if someone were to come to me and say, hey, Ray, you know, um, you know sell this product. Yeah, I could sell the product but it just won't create enough value until I actually use it. So when I'm coaching a client, I ask, what do you, what do you want to do? Like, uh, tell me a little bit more about the industry. And then I go do my research. And then, you know, I kind of see if there's something I could feel, you know, what I'm doing, right? And, and then if I feel like this is a good fit, then I will coach the client. So I don't coach every client, by the way. Uh, I'm very picky on who I coach. Uh, because I want to make sure it's authentic that I'm going to use the product myself before I coach you to go sell that product with uh, your clients. If I don't believe in it, I'm not a guy for you. Yeah. Right. So you also, so you basically, you want to believe it in their product that they are selling. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And, and as for, especially for business owners, if you're trying to build a team, a sales team, if you cannot sell your product and you don't believe in your own product, you're not going to find a salesperson because what's going to happen, you're just adding people to the team. And I promise you, you will lose more money. I've done it. I've done it before. And it cost me more money to just have someone do the job versus you actually believing in it. So that, that's, that's one of the no-nos for me. Like, you don't believe in a product, you're not part of my team, period, right? So, and, and let's dive in there. Let's talk about social media. What are some of the false, um, I guess, false feedback or misinterpretation about social media that, that you hear a lot and, and then maybe give some value on how to overcome that? So... When it comes to social media and uh, misunderstanding or misinterpretations, I would say the biggest thing is people value the wrong thing. Mm. Uh, because, for example, many people value followers. As yep. I said, the intrinsic value of a follower is $0.012. So it's not a lot. Yep. But other people value interaction and other people value likes, other People value comments, yeah. But it all comes down to what is it that you want? Mm -hmm. Do you want to get more customers? Do you want people to remember you? What is it that you want? Yeah. Based on that, you should ask yourself: Well, is social media actually something that is is for me? Yeah. Ninety-nine point nine percent of the time, social media is the right thing for you. <laughs> but if you if you are selling a I don't know, a multi-million dollar mansion, 
yeah. in uh, the States somewhere, then social media might not be the right place for you to advertise. Exactly. Somewhere else. But as I said, 99% of the time, it's coming down to, well, social media, sure, it's right for me. But then actually, well, what is it that I want? And then everything else around that is just data. And then mm -hmm. that data you can use to track, well, am I coming close to my goal or am I measuring the wrong things? And I'm just getting more data that is pretty much useless because it's right. not taking me further to my goal. So I would say that uh, people are using the wrong type of data to essentially measure where they want to go. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, you're right. Uh, you know, I want to I want to follow up on that and you know in social media you see a lot of people uh, posing with you know Bugattis, Ferraris, mansions, right? Uh, and and it creates this this information about you know how to get rich quickly. And and I know that I guess I know that a lot of these cars are not really owned cars; they are rented out because I have friends where I'm from who, who actually owns a sports car business and they can rent it out for three, 400, you know, for 24 hours and, you know, people make them look good. I've been in the movie industry in the, you know, series. So I know like, you know, how to angle wise, but uh, what are your take about, you know, posting in front of like, you know, houses, like big houses, Ferraris to get this attention? Like what, what, what's your take on that? Well, the reason people do that is they, well, they value what other people think about them. So, for example, if I were to post a probably Lamborghini, they would mm -hmm. say, wow, he has a Lamborghini. Yep. How impressive. Yep. But uh, if I am someone that wants to do real business, for example, with you, you would look through that and still say, well, you, you rented that car. <laughs> I, I know I know the person you rented it from. Yeah. So if I really want to do business with someone and I want to do business with you, yeah. and I say, okay, well, look, I'm successful. Here's a car that I rented or here's a mansion that I rented, mm -hmm. but it's sending signals. And I would say that they are confused or they don't really know what it is that they want because getting other people's validation or someone saying, wow, how impressive, then, I mean, it's, it all comes down to, well, they want something that isn't really that valuable. It's, it's a person thing. Uh, but I would say for people that see this, a lot, a lot of it is just flash and not really substance. So there's nothing there really. It so it's more of a, a, a attention grabber. They want to feel important. They want to feel appreciated. They want to feel included. And, and I guess that's one way of uh, getting it. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. It's really, well, I want to be liked by people that I don't like. Yeah. That's so <laughs> for uh, you, Ray, I know you're successful and you run a lot of uh, type of businesses. Uh, it's a sort of a side question this is, but uh, wh what do you think of that? People uh, flash uh, things that they don't really have. Uh, to be honest with you, you know, it, 
when when before I got coaches, right? Growing up, you you, you see this million dollar house, you see um, this cars, and and you kind of say, "Wow, those people reach. This is what I'm going to do. This is what I want." But as I grew mature, um, as I grew and got coaches, and you know, materials are great, but it's not going to keep you happy for a long period of time. Uh, what I mean by that is it's nice to go drive a Lamborghini. I, for once, by the way, I, will, I, won't, own, I won't buy a Lamborghini, put it that way, okay? Because I get bored very, very easily. If I do want to drive a Lamborghini, I'll, I'll go rent it. Not to show off about I have a Lamborghini, but I like to drive just to feel the adrenaline of it, right? Just to, to just be able. Am I going to buy a Lamborghini? No. Will I accept as a gift? Yes, right? I always accept gifts, but I will not spend money on cars. That's just my personal preference. For me, uh, when I do my social media, I want people to see my authentic way. I want to see the, the reality. If I were going to spend money, I will spend money focusing on my ultimate goal, which is to build a school or a university that teaches life skills on top of education, because I think life skills is not taught in school right now. So my money, if I were to spend money while I work every day, is to focus on charities, to see how I can provide better education, better schooling. So uh, it really pissed me off when I see some people are flashing their, their sports car or your big houses, it's okay to show your accomplishment if it's real. Like obviously we know a lot of people who have big houses, but they've earned that. And when they show their houses, they don't flash it. Like, oh my gosh, I had this big house. They, they educate this to show like, if you work hard, this could be your pathway. So it's more of an education driven versus I can make you a millionaire. I can do this if you sign up for blah, blah, blah. So I think it, it really takes away your authenticity. It takes away your true personality. Um, so yes, so uh, I'm not money driven uh, at all. So if someone say, I'll get you a Bugatti or if I'm going to buy you that big house, uh, it's a big turn off for me. Uh, I like to earn what I want, which is one of the, things that you need to realize when it comes to sale is situational awareness. It's a way of the body language. And one of the few things that went before I start coaching uh, and see if it's a right fit, I have my clients take a, like a self-assessment quizzes. So one of my biggest one is Tony Robbins, Six Human Needs. Um, and what it does, it's, it, it bells down to your top two needs and then you communicate with them, right? So those are the values that I have. And then, um, so I love the six human needs because I think it's more personal. Uh, you know, for someone like me, who is growth and contribution. So if you come up to me and, and, and say that, you know, I'm gonna give you $20,000, so it will give you a base pay and blah, blah, blah. I, I, I will not like, listen. But if you say that, hey, if you join partners with me, we're going to contribute to that charity you want. We're going to create the education. We're going to create growth. Now you have my attention. So it's very important that you know your audience too. And, and, that, and with social media, going back to it, you got to realize too, with social media, 
you got to know your audience. You got to know who you're catering that message to. And you got to look at it all different perspective on how you're going to attract that, that message. And every day in my social media, my wife, Kara, she does all the social media. We're testing out. We're testing words. We're testing sentences. Like, who are we attracting? Who's clicking that like? Why are they clicking that like, right? And, and occasionally, I would send a private message. And I would say, you know, hey, Theo, I saw you like my page. Uh, what did you like most about it? right or why why did you click like so it is doing that extra step to to kind of know your audience so really helps you be the authentic person and eventually you're not a salesperson eventually you're just a consultant you're just someone there who's going to solve i mean think about it if you're a doctor and you are you're a brain surgeon you're not going to go perform a surgery on um on like a general, you know, sur surgery. I mean, that's why you have the general surgeon that does all that, right? You're an expert in your own, in your own field. So stick to that, and you don't have you don't have to fake it. Like, literally, just be yourself. So that's that that's the biggest thing. I uh, my take on people posting Ferraris and all that stuff. Um, I mean, that's what they want to do. It's it's not in my business. But it's personal standpoint for me, it's a bit turn off. Uh, I, I don't, you know, uh, I don't follow that. So. Yeah. And uh, I would agree with that. But if you are someone that are, you are really into cars and uh, cars is a massive interest for you, posting a picture with you and a Lamborghini and you actually own the car, then, well. That's a different story. Yeah. 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 Or so, if you're someone who actually builds mansions, like uh, Frank McKinney, he builds mansions, but then also sells them. And he's authentic about it. But yeah, it's yeah. That, and and, that, and that's, what I, that's what I was saying about, you know, Frank McKinney is a perfect example. I have a tremendous respect. I'm looking forward to meet him. Um, you know, is, is that he builds his mansion, but that is his brand, right? He don't show off. He says, this is what I work. This is how I build from going by my first house, what $50,000 crack house to where he worked his way up and said, now I build this million dollar mansion and I sell it. Right. And then, you know, and then he gives back, like he builds houses for children in Haiti. He, he write books like that's different. Right. This is, he, he's not posing and say, I'm a millionaire, be like me, you can have this big house or you could drive this Lamborghini. That's, that's what I'm trying to say, that there is a difference on how you post. Now, if you own a sports car business, by all means, promote your business, right? Because that's your brand. But you, you don't need to, to go rent a car and act like you, uh, like you own it yourself when you don't, right? Uh, I, I was I was in California two two years ago, and I found a Lamborghini because we were in Beverly Hills. Our friend took us there, and I took a picture of a Lamborghini. And you know, for me, it's like okay, one day you're gonna drive this Lamborghini, right? I didn't buy it or whatever. You know, I put something with my thumbs in the back, like showing it. I said, "Yep, just found a Lamborghini while we were cruising, right? How cool does it look, a Lamborghini?" Uh, my my friend owns a sports car business, so. You know, two years ago, I posted in a yellow Lamborghini, uh, not to say that I was rich. I said, 
my friend owns it. There was a Lamborghini. I took a picture. It's pretty cool, right? So uh, it, it all depends on your perception uh, and how you deliver the message because we all know media, media says stuff and everyone believes it. So it wouldn't make any difference for you. So yeah, definitely. right. Yep. All right. Last question to you for you. If your account were deleted today, okay, let's say you're completely deleted. What would you do to start a new account? What's the first few steps you would do to, I guess, rebrand yourself in your new account? Is does uh, just to clarify? Does only my account disappear, or no? In general, in general, let's say someone's account got deleted. So someone's yes, my account got deleted. Yeah. So uh, first of all, uh, one of the things that I use my social media to is to build out and connect with new people. So mm -hmm. because all my accounts got deleted, I would have to essentially well open up a new account and then reach out to everyone that I have a connection to and say, hey, my accounts would where they leave it. But uh, to essentially go to your point, how to build up them again, I would actually use the platforms that I have and use my connections that I have. Okay. So I were to reach out to you and say, hey, all my accounts were deleted. Uh, would you be open to possibly do a show and uh, we can promote one of my accounts? Uh, if I would were, were interested to actually get followers or get new likes. Mm. Uh, but uh, one of the things that I like my social media most for is the connections that I have. And uh, there it's my storage is where I store all my connections. Right. And so for to build up likes and followers like that, I'm uh, not that interested uh, with it. Uh, sure. I might get uh, some new connections and I might get some opportunities, but that's when you come up in the thousands and tens of thousands and hundreds of thousands of followers. Mm -hmm. uh, but because I'm, uh, well, quote unquote small and my accounts are small, it wouldn't really matter to me that much if they were deleted and I would have to start over. Yeah. So, uh, but let's say for sake of argument that uh, all of a sudden my accounts were deleted and I wanted to be, have more followers. What I would do then is number one, uh, post regular, regularly. And then I would also use the uh, $180 rule. Mm -hmm. which essentially, you use hashtags, you search a specific hashtag, and then you see the top post uh, that uses that hashtag. You right. go in and you deliver some type of value. You leave a comment, you DM them, and most of the time they click your account to see if mm. this person is interesting, they will follow. Okay. But something else I would also do is start delivering uh, some sort of webinar. The reason okay. for this is because uh, I would do a sort of webinar funnel, but then also on the back end, I would say, okay, we'll go follow on these accounts. The reason for this is because I would deliver some sort of course or ebook or whatever just to cover the ad spend cost. So I would essentially get free advertising to all my accounts. So if I would be interested to get more followers, I would do some uh, funnel where it, all it does, it covers the ad spend, 
but then I get the followers on the back. Got it. Got it. Okay. All right. Do you have any last questions for me? Yes. Uh, so it also has to do with the uh, sales funnels. Uh, yeah. But the, in your own experience, and you've worked in a lot of different industries, uh, when it comes to sales, there mm -hmm. are a lot of different type of sales funnels and sales strategies. But what is the best sales strategy that you've found? The best sales strategy is number one is time management for me. I think it's very important, especially if you, um, if you have multiple business going. But as far as sales funnels, uh, you know, you, you got to know your team, you got to build your team, you got to know who's going to take care of what. So you got to be able to delegate. And that's what my coaches always say. You cannot do everything yourself. You got to be able to delegate. So it's also knowing step by step. Um, you know, you got the person way who's doing cold calling. Great. Now you get a cold calling. What's the next step? Is it an, if you're a recruiter, right? First one, get to know the applicant and you found them online. Then the second thing is, how can I get them to the office to see if they're really going to be a good fit, right? Then you go into the group interview, you give the full details. And then after that, you do a job shadowing, seeing whether it's a good fit for the organization, or if it's a good fit for the applicant, and then you make your decision. So you got to be able to find that balance on the final, like, how do I get people in? How do I get people to the next step? And then how do I close? So a lot of, uh, from what of my observation, um, a lot of organization choose people just to fill in a position. Uh, and when you start doing that, you're gonna lose a lot of money and a lot of credibility and more, you're gonna start hiring more people, but a lot of people are gonna be leaving your company as well. When you start, uh, hiring the experts in the field that you are weak in, that's when you're going to see a tremendous amount of change because they are the experts. And a lot of team are thinking, I know it all, right? And I don't want to hire the next smart person in that field because I don't want them to take my job or I don't want them to make me look back versus changing that mindset and say, you know, I'm weak in finance. I'm going to go hire the best finance guy to handle my finances. And now what I'm going to do every day or every week is set up a call with him and kind of get a debrief on what's going on with our finances, which allows you to learn from the best of the best while doing the business, right? Versus just reading books. You're actually getting to learn. Like, why do we go to school? We want to learn from our professors. Why do we hire coaches because they're great, right? Like you and I, JT is our coaches, right? He's great at building business and branding. So not only is it helping me build my brand, but I'm also learning from him. And that can be an add-on to, to my business. So it's all about stop hiring people to fill in the position, start hiring partners who wants to see that vision and carry that vision with you for the long run. I think when you learn how to find a partner versus just hiring an employee, or hire, we are in a new generation where no one wants to work for someone. No one wants to work for someone, right? But they wanna be part of something big and they want a partnership. So that's how you build your sales funnel. Number one, who's the best people that I could surround myself who could 
be that. Number two is stop hiring someone just to fill in position. Start getting partners that can take you to the next level. So that is, that is my one advice, building a sales team. Um, those are my top two things, yeah. Okay. All right. So I have uh, one last question for you, Ray. Uh, yep. Which is a question I like to ask everyone, which is, do you have happiness? And if so, how do you get it? Happiness. Uh, I just did a show with um, Lisa, my wife and I, we just did a show with Lisa. And we talk about uh, one thing that I say this, and I learned this a long way, and this is what changed me. Love yourself first. Love yourself first. And when I say by that, love by what you're doing. Love what, you, what drives you to wake up every day. Um, you know, happiness is there. You got to go get happiness. And you got to start with yourself. One of my biggest, biggest, uh, I guess, practice that I do every day and every night is when I wake up in the morning, I say, Ray, who are you? What do you want to bring today? Are you going to bring smile or are you going to bring sadness, right? What do you want to accomplish today? And then when I go to bed at night, I ask myself a question, Ray, are you happy? Did you bring happiness? Did you make someone smile today? Did you accomplish what you want with your job, right? If not, what's your plan tomorrow? So I, I, I have this self affirmation uh, and I look in the mirror because if I look at that guy in the mirror and I'm not happy, how the heck am I going to make the people around me happy? Right? So you got to start with you. And I love what I'm doing. I can't fall in love with what I'm doing because when I fall in love with what I'm doing, I'm getting into trouble. Right? So I love what I'm doing. I'm happy. Right? Um, happiness comes by your own creation. You get to decide what, atmosphere you want to be in uh everywhere you go really it's not fear like i don't expect you to make me happy but if i bring happiness you're going to bring more happiness to me because you want to be around me right so and that that's the thing yeah a lot of people are chasing happiness when happiness starts with you you got to make that decision if you want to be happy so but i'll ask the same question to you Tio. What do you think about happiness? That's uh, an interesting question. So for everyone that's listening and have uh, listened to my show before uh, on several occasions, uh, I have answered this question. But uh, now I'm planning to write a book about happiness. But uh, I'll give you the general answer. And I would say that, number one, you have to be in the right place uh, in your mind mm -hmm. and your mind have to be aligned with one another and you have to be a hundred percent aligned with yourself to where you want to go so for example if you want to well for example for me if i want to lose weight my mind has to be a hundred percent aligned to wanting to lose weight yeah. mm -hmm. and the simple reason for this is because we control roughly 5% of everything we do. And then our subconscious mind controls 95% of everything else that we do. So yeah. if we are not aligned with our subconscious mind, we will start to self-destruct, which will lead to depression, but also give us anxiety, which yeah. is not something you need for happiness. 
but I would also say that you need joy, purpose, you need to feel grateful for what you have, and then also not do things you don't want to do. And to clarify that, essentially, don't waste your life working in the factory. Of course, we all have to do things that we don't want to do, for example, paperwork and stuff with the law and that kind of things. But I would say don't do things you don't want to do. Exactly. So, yeah, yeah, don't do things you don't want to do. You have the power to make that choice, right? So, well, guys, ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. Another episode of Virtual Sales Growth and also Social Media Talk with Tio. Amazing, amazing guy. I mean, for those of you who want to change your social media or have questions of social media and how to take it to the next level, Tio, how, can they, how, how they can reach out to you on, on social media? Social media, Theo Brancel everywhere. Uh, also, theobrancel.com. Uh, and yeah, Theo Brancel everywhere. There you go. So reach out, reach out to Theo. He's an amazing young man, uh, especially, you know, with, with all social media technology and all that. Learn, learn from the expert. Learn from Theo, right? We all surround ourselves with experts. And if you want to learn how to close more sales, if you want to learn how to build a sales team, if you want me to help you brand your company, um, reach out raygomez.com. Get my blueprint on raygomez.com to, to how to close sales. I, I've done you know, all the steps that I've taken. Get the blueprint, Ray Gomez with an S. And uh, we will see you season three. Brand new, we're gonna bring more guests on here. And I kinda like this new concept where we share ideas, it's not an interview, it's going back and forth. So bringing something new to the show. Theo, thank you again for being here today. And uh, look, look, I'm super excited for your growth. You're gonna do a wonderful thing. So once again, thank you Theo. Everyone go out there, be happy, be grateful, and remember, you don't have to do what you don't wanna do, right? Be happy. Be happy.